This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, um, good afternoon everybody. Um, we are just coming from the Beis HaKvaris, and I wanted to speak about the Chavis He was the last cave that we saw, uh, last, next to the last, and I want to speak a little bit about him, basically read something that he wrote, because it's fascinating. So his name was Shimon Yor Chaim Bachrach, he um, lived from 1638 to 1702. He um, the, the, um, was the Rav there, and he was fifth generation to the Maral. In other words, his grandmother was a granddaughter of the Maral. His tshuva sefer is interesting in his own right. Um, one of the most interesting tshuvas of his, he has a tshuva where he speaks about what it means, and he goes through every instance in Shas the Rambam brings, the Rambam doesn't bring, because the Rambam brings them in his Akdama, and he lists incredible bekiyas and goes through everyone and his dan and so on and so forth. But I want to read something else that I felt would be extremely fascinating. He explains why he calls the Sefer Chavis Yoyer. Like, Yoyer is his name, that's right. But where's Chavis Yoyer come from? So he says, Skenasi hoisa basbitoi shalagoyin rebleib mi prag. Haniska, my grandmother was the granddaughter of, of the Maral. Rebleib Prag was Maral. Um, her husband was Rebitzak In other words, Rebitzak was a son of, of, of the Maral, and people called him Rebitzak the Marals. Now, he writes, a point noting about my great-grandfather was that he was incredibly eloquent. Now, why am I mentioning this? Because there's a fascinating historical footnote to this. The so-called um, stories about the morale were published by Rebutel Rosenberg. Rebutel Rosenberg was a Rav who emigrated from Hungary to uh, Toronto. He was a Hashver Yid. He also was a, an accomplished writer. He wrote many stories. Uh, Reb Shnei Lyman found a place where, where it's clear that he intended them to be entertaining folk stories, not historical. But that doesn't. But he claims that these were manuscripts found, written by the Maral son-in-law, Rebitzakoyim. Now, the Chavasir writes that his grandfather was an extraordinary, eloquent writer. These so-called manuscripts of morale stories are the most inelegant writings around. They're clearly translated from Yiddish. He writes, I was there for Shabbos. So he translates for Yiddish. It was a common Hasidic phraseology and Hungarian, but it's anything but elegant. And we, we know from his grandson that he was an extraordinary, he said he wrote some academics for people. And this is, so it's an interesting how sometimes 
knowing one fact can be malamed. But that's interesting. Now, he says, why am I, why am I so enamored with my grandmother? He said, Hain mitzad limuda. She was a tremendous Talmud Chacham. Ladies, listen. She was a chad b'deira in her teira. Unehirna shehoyla medrash rabba b'li pirush. She had a medrash rabba without any pirush. V'lomdaba alpi hasagosa v'sichla. And she learned it the way she understood it. Uvemekaymas rabbas hisiga la rabba matas kahuna. Pirush harabbas. She she disproved, she wrote against the way the Matas Kahuna interprets it. She was mefarish in a different way. Anyone who heard it was clear she was right and Matas Kahuna was wrong. And I've written some things from her name. She wrote also, on, she also was with Farish much better than the Farshim, and argued with them. And she wrote on Pirish Rashi, on Targum, and on Sfarm Chitzainim. I'm not sure if he means the Apocrypha, or she means, or he means um, like uh, secular works. And many times the Gdolater argued in Pshat, and she came and she was Machriya Pshat. It's incredible. And she wrote beautifully, eloquently, wonderfully. And her Diktuka Mitzvah is impossible to write how, how much she was didactic. She became an Almana at the age of 30. So this was in her 20s. She refused to remarry again. And I heard me That was a Shimsha we saw. He told him. When he, when, he, when he went from Chutzot to Yisrael, he was an almond already. He wanted to marry her. She didn't want. So the Shalach said, I'm not on a high enough madriga to merit being married to her. She lived in Prague where her parents lived. And then when, when my father was, went to Worms to become the Rav, Nosa Imash went with him. She was there a year with him. She wanted to go to Yisrael. She was just in Bulgaria, Sofia, Bulgaria. Um, she had an extraordinary Leviah. Any place she came, she had tremendous COVID. And people were extraordinarily taken by her, considering her own Milas and a Yichus. 
I assume she's buried in Sofia, Belgrade, in Sofia, uh, Bulgaria. And we could probably do a trip there if we would like. When we run out of other places. And then he says, now, he said, um, he named it, so her name was Chava, and basically the name in Yiddish means Chavis Yoir. Chavis, it's very similar to Marsha, of Shmuel Edlis. One other place that I'm aware of where a, a thing like this written on a woman is the Hakdama of the Sma's children to the Sma, to the Jewish Prisha, to the Jewish Prisha of the Sma. And the children write that um, her, their mother, they write about, they say we've written about our father, let's write about our mother. Our mother was a tremendous Hamad Chacham, and while she was serving the table, she would, she would uh, interject with Pshatim that she said, there were Mamish Gewaldik. Halachically, she came up with two chidushim, and the Magnavram actually, and they bring it, her, her husband brings it, and the Magnavram knocks one of them, he argues, and he says that like, like it's not a, he argues with it. But, but Lemaisa, so, and then they write that she made Aliyata at Yisrael, Sefya Meha, and she would have a Vasikin every day and go to the Mispal, and this and that, and so on. So those are the two that I know of. And then he, and then also, he himself writes. In um, he, he has a sefer. The Chavasio wrote a lot of svarim. One interesting sefer that he wrote is called Mekor Chaim. Mekor Chaim is meant to be a pirush on shacharuch. He writes in his akdama that unfortunately, the Magen Avram and Taz Chaptemois. They came out before, he, and he feels that his work is better. He says they have a lot of good points, but some of my points are better, but it's called Mekar Chaim. It's been printed by, by Mechon um, Yushalayim a long time ago, and in it, he brings um, a tikkun on the piyut of Sukkis based on his grandmother's, his grandmother made a ha'ara on, on, on some sort of tikkun on the piyut in Sukkis. I think it's tough for a basin in Karchayim. He brings that. Um, he wrote, he wrote a, a few sfarim, one of them on uh, Kalali Ashas, and all sorts of interesting sfarim. Most of them, when I didn't print, Nechon Yishayim did attempt them. But I thought that I wanted to just share this, this uh, Hakdama that he writes about his grandmother. It, it's really extraordinary. It's something that is uh, un, unusual. I, I thought the only other place something reminiscent is the Sma. And the Masha, who named himself Shmuel Edlis, also they felt that it was the schus of the grandmother. And uh, and that's where Chavis Yor comes from. It's like he would say in Yiddish, Chavis, you know, Chavalis Yor, like, like, like the Yor of Chavis. I wanted to share it. I, I just felt it was it was very. Maybe later we'll speak a little bit about the the Valshav Michalstadt.